Hello, everybody. Welcome to Drumlin' Sounds. I am Ryan. This is Matt. It's not the Matt we usually have. This is actually my little brother, Matt Griffin. We can catch him on Sports Central at Central Michigan University's in the fall and whenever school's there, just not in the summer. But we are here for you today to talk about some NBA. And that's what we do on the show. The Warriors, the Warriors just won the title. NBA draft buzz is coming out, coming up. Rampant teams are uploading stars. Teams are upset with their stars. Like the Nets are apparently with Kyrie Irving. Sean Serrano reported that there is a impasse between the Nets and Kyrie in fact talks. And you probably understand why Kyrie wasn't the most available player for Brooklyn this year, but super talented came there to form the trio with Kevin Durant and then James Harden coming later. Now Ben Simmons was also not there, but Kyrie certainly one of the most polarizing players in the entire NBA. And the Nets, it seems like the Nets might not want to deal with it. Matt, what would you do with a player like Kyrie Irving if you were Brooklyn? Obviously, Brooklyn's in a predicament with Kyrie because when he plays, he's super good. He's probably a top 10 to tank guard in the league, and he provides a scoring punch that they probably need, especially alongside Kevin Durant, now that they don't have James Harden. He's a better fit with Ben Simmons than he is with Harden. But obviously, there's so many issues off the court. He might not play sometimes. You just you don't know what's going on. But it doesn't feel like there's... An easy path. A lot of people are pointing to the Lakers, like trying to get Russ back. Sorry. But that's just a terrible fit. Like Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons do not belong on a basketball court together. The Nets had one of the worst, like the worst defense out of any playoff team last year, I believe, outside of the Timberwolves. And like Russell Westbrook doesn't help that at all. So I don't think that there's an easy out. I would probably just ride with Kyrie Irving if I had to. But if he's going to hold out, then there's not really much that he can do. A lot of people pointed to the Clippers too. I don't know what the Clippers would give up to make that that to be worthwhile for the Nets, like Reggie Jackson and Montez Morris or something. But it just doesn't seem like that's something. It doesn't seem like there's an easy pathway out of this for either side. It doesn't because it's not that Kyrie's just a disgruntled star like we've seen on oh, so many other teams, which like Anthony Davis. He doesn't want to play for New Orleans, so he's not going to play for New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans has to figure it out. Is you have a better player than Kyrie Irving who is friends with Kyrie Irving. And who was instrumental in obviously like building, yeah, building the Ben Nets trio that's you no, know, at least planned out for now. And there's a part of this where it's not just we don't want to deal with Kyrie Irving, but you still want to keep Kevin Durant happy because then if Kevin Durant leaves, then you're stuck with nothing. You guys are right. He got Ben Simmons and Chip Thomas fucking good. But if you're not, so I think I'd agree with you where I just stick it out because I do still think there's a pathway for the Nets in the East. I know they were the butt of a lot of jokes this year. Right. Rightfully, one of the, it's been called one of the most fantastic big three flameouts that we've had. And right. I guess so far, that's probably true. But you're looking at next year, Kevin Durant played. He was playing great this year. He just didn't play so many games where he probably would have made like first team all NBA. Kyrie Irving, you already mentioned top 10 guard in the league can give you real close 50, 40, 90. Yeah. And next year they shouldn't have all those vaccine mandates, which is the reason that he all the games. So he's say it's plays 65 games next year. He's not the most healthy guy in the world. But anyway, and then you get Ben Simmons who at the start of next season, at least should be healthy. Yeah. And that's one of the best trios in the NBA. And then you got Joe Harris. I'm not sure if Blake Griffin's coming back, but it's a team that we've seen can attract those buyout guys or have mid-level exception veterans who want to come in and help win in NBA championship. So I still do think there's a realistic path for the Nets next year. And I think Brooklyn wants to have their cake and eat it too, because it sounded like they were willing to give Kyrie a match for two years. Yeah. And he's, you know, I want the four, yeah. the five. 
I'm sure he's eligible for like 250, like whatever yeah. it is now, some crazy number. So if I'm Brooklyn, I think I'm just biting the bullet. I, yeah. I think I agree with you and you try to get your championship window now and if it doesn't work, you're going to be rebuilding anyway. Yeah. To your point, like if it does work out and like he does decide to, that's a good, that's a very good trio. Like you said, one of the best in the NBA. And along with that, like it fits. If Ben's obviously yeah. going to do a lot of things, the short roller in transition. He's one of the, he's probably the best like wing or perimeter defender in the league when he wants to be or when he's playing, assuming that he comes back fully healthy. So I don't understand if you're the Nets, why not just try? Because you don't get these championship windows. You don't get a Kevin Durant on your team all the time, especially if you're the Brooklyn Nets. And like you said with the bio guys, like we saw Lamarcus Aldridge making it back last year when he came back. Yeah, I would, yeah, just ride it out and hope that things gel and things work out. Kyrie is happy enough to go to a title break your way. Yeah, yeah, we get ready for Russell Westbrook. It's good work. Kevin Durant does well play with him. You yeah, yeah, there you are. That didn't work. It didn't work. Again, yeah, I don't really know where you trade. Where you trade Kyrie Irving, you can bring John Wall back. It's opted into his $48 million deal. Dude, but he's just the worst player. Like, it just doesn't make sense, really, in Brooklyn. Are you breaking $100 million for two years to just sit down and do To be fair, he wanted to play in the Rockets, said no. Right out, Like, school for him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's in trades. More, so more NBA draft buzz is the you're starting to get a bunch of things now that we're close to the draft or us on thursday we're recording this on tuesday and the athletic came out with the piece and ESPN came out with the piece of like their mock based on what their insides yeah. were hearing and for the pistons the espn one was more talked about and i guess more controversial than the other ones where you see keegan murray or shane sharp jay Ivey, whoever right like the pistons pick and I think most fans are on board with at least one of those three. But the ESPN one had the Pistons taking Benedict Matherin with so Jaden Ivey was off the board in that one in, in all fairness. But not Shaden Sharp, not Keegan Murray. And a snippet from the article essentially said the Pistons have really liked what they've seen from Matherin. And workouts, they like his fit, his potential fit anyway, next to Kate Cunningham. And I know Pistons fans are probably thinking that's a reach. I don't know if I call it reach because Matherin might go like seven anyway. Yeah, save that vibe. That would be And it seems like business fans are very divided as you would expect they would be on who they want in the pit because pretty much with every draft you've ever seen, fans are going to be divided except for really last year. And at this point, I'm wondering, do business fans, no matter who the pick is, you're obviously going to root for the guy to do great. You're right for him to be the best player in the draft court. But whoever it is, you just have to put your trust in Detroit Weaver at this point. A guy who went and got used to be Isaiah Stewart just outside the lottery. A guy who you get Kate Cunningham, the easy pick for number one. But there I guess there were people who wanted Mobley, who wanted Jalen Green as well. And he didn't fall into any of that. And even if you're the biggest Killian Hayes hater, he picked him at seven. That's probably a blemish that you're saying like, hey, that one wasn't so good. But he's battled injuries throughout his career. And even if you're looking at the second round, Isaiah Levers had some moments last year. And I thought Luke Gagar is a, he, he is what he is, but he showed he some offensive game, at least in the NBA. Yeah. So if you're a business fan, how much, how much trust do you have in Troy Weaver this quickly that you're just going to put your blind faith? If he goes somebody off the board and he picks Matherin or Tyson Daniels or something like that. Yeah. And to your point, I don't think you mentioned it, but like Sadiq Bay late in the first round, Isaiah yeah. Stewart. Those are guys who were probably, if you did a redraft, they would go a lot higher than they went, especially Sadiq. But yeah, to a point, like if we picked Matherin, I understand he's a top 10 guy for sure. Like maybe you're a little bit disappointed because the idea of Jay Niger, the idea of Shane and Sharp, if it works out, is just so exciting. And that's who you would want to go watch play basketball with somebody who can elevate like Shane and Sharp and somebody who has the high ceiling. But 
if he picks Mather, he knows more than I do. And he's seen a lot more than I do. James Edwards, I believe, reported on Reddit actually during a Q&A that Matherin stood out the most of that three and three that people that sharp yeah. comment that he didn't mm-hmm. stand out. Supposedly Matherin hurt my heart. Supposedly Matherin was the one who stood out the most, although everybody was similar. But yeah, I would just trust Troy Weaver. I'm not going to be super angry unless we go way off the board. I think Keegan Murray can do, he could be an NBA player for sure. He can be a piece to the puzzle. Same with, even if he doesn't have the upside of Troy. But yeah, I would for the most part trust in Troy. Although, of course, like every fan, there's guys that I want to see just because I believe in it. Yeah, I think the guy most Pistons fans want to see is probably Jay Nivey yeah. because he's the guy I think that's most not likely to be there. He's probably going to go for whether it's to the Kings or maybe they trade out. The interesting thing about that to me is the Kings, they obviously have the Air Bucks and they have Davian Mitchell, but they have been trying to trade the Air Fox for it seems like the last few. So I don't know that he would necessarily stop. And he's a good player. I love the Air Fox, but I don't know that he wouldn't have, they, he would necessarily stop the Kings from picking Jay Nivey and just trying, trying to move again to him. And then there was a lot of reports that the Kings really left Keegan Murphy. So the idea is if they're going to trade out for, it's somebody's going to try and come up to get Jay Nivey, but Murray might not be there. For right. worried about the Pistons yeah. are all yeah. looking for, yeah. or reportedly very high on Keegan Murray yeah. as well. So if the Kings trade back to even six or seven, Keegan Murray might not be there because that team takes Jay Nivey. In my opinion, in all likelihood, the business is going to grab up Keegan Murray. Yeah. And then the Kings are with maybe, they probably pick up an extra draft pick, but now they're what, with two picks that in his yeah, They don't have the options, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be mentioned in some report, like there's some reports that I'd be mentioned that he hasn't spoke to the Kings at all. Like he hasn't really done anything for the Kings. He works out for two teams, Detroit and Orlando. Yes. And Orlando is really number one. So I don't, I'm not going to, if they pick Ivy, then great, I guess. But I don't think that there's any real, it doesn't seem like there's any possibility or not any possibility because the Kings are the King and you don't know what to do. But it, everything points to them not taking Jay and Ivy right now. Although every insider, like draft expert pretty much has him as the fourth best yeah. prospect. And they pretty much all think he's a tier above the next guy. So it feels weird because we all kind of trust in what these mock guys who do this for a living say, and they all say Ivy is fourth, but the Kings could very well do whatever. They traded Tyrese Halliburton for whatever reason. Cause I guess they felt, I guess they felt like they had too many guards and obviously Sabonis is a really good player. So that's part of it, but it's weird to give up Tyrese Halliburton if you feel like he's a part of your future and apparently they didn't because they have fox and they have mitchell so i don't know they're a wild card at this point but i wouldn't be super shocked to see ivy to the distance at this point based on everything that's out there about the king's not being interested in me either and i would love jay and ivy on the pistons i'd i'd, I'd want sharp at five but if we took ivy those are the two guys that yeah i agree i would want the most and the, yeah, it's interesting for the Kings because I don't know how much they figure like their ass is going to come back to all of them because they're still shaking off the fact that they took Bagley over Luca. Yeah, and I'm sure it's something that their fans haven't forgot. It's probably something that the national media no, uh, it's probably it's, 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 it's forgot. I don't know if they'll be too pressured into not making that same mistake where someone's like, "Hey, this guy's just better take him regardless of the fit." But to your point, it would be insane for a team to draft you if they hadn't interviewed you. Saint you work out at all. I just don't understand how that happened. Even the second round guys, you hear about teams bringing in 12 or 15 of these guys yeah. that work out. Like, yeah, every day like, when they were there, the Pistons have like, four more dudes coming in that are yeah. in second round research. Really. So like these teams get a look at everybody and it seems like they talk to everybody and for them to not even seem to be on Ivy's radar. Yeah. And Ivy doesn't sound like he's particularly excited to, to go to Sacramento either. So if they're trying to like build a culture about guys that want to be there, then I guess that's not, that wouldn't necessarily be the number one thing they look for. 
but it certainly doesn't help because the Kings need a, the Kings need an overhaul. And if you're bringing in a guy who is already like, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of looking to get out of Sacramento already. I just think it's a sticky situation. So if I was, I am just a bit, yeah. I'm a bit cautiously optimistic for Thursday in the hopes that I, I view Volnimus. Yeah, and the weird thing is, I think Ivy's like a solid bid in Sacramento. Imagine De'Aaron Fox and Jaden Ivy running off of DHLs with Demonis Sabonis. Like, I could see that being an issue for, like, the defense is everywhere. Like, obviously, often defensively, that might be an issue having a couple of smaller guards, but Ivy could very well project into a good defender based on his athleticism. I don't know. It's all weird. I understand wanting Murray or whatever just because it's like a position that you don't have filled out, but you're the Kings, dude. Like, just get the best player. And like, who the hell is Damian Mitchell? <laughs> yeah, like, give him taking Jay tonight. Yeah, Damian Mitchell, obviously a really good defender. He showed, like, some juice towards the end of last season when he got the opportunity without Fox. Well, yeah, I wouldn't be... But you don't want to have a on a Damian Mitchell-led team without the yeah, Probably, exactly. You wouldn't... That would... Like, he could be a starter in the future, but I wouldn't change my old path to keep Damian Mitchell happier to keep him with the ball. No, I would absolutely not do that either. Yeah. And it sounds like the Kings want to, the Kings ransom for number four. No, there was, they want two first round picks. Right. And a young player. Yeah. There was one that was mentioned with Indiana and it was like, and Chris Duarte. I'm already giving you number six yeah. and another first round pick. Yeah. Chris Duarte is good. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we're giving you like, he's yeah, one of the better rookies last year. Yeah, like, I'm like, one of the 10 or 11 best rookies. Like, he's clearly by my career. You know, I mean, I just throw him in. And yeah, and it's straight for you. And it's not like that. I don't know. You don't, if the Kings don't want the dude that's going to go forth and you're only like a few picks back, trade up with the Pistons. Maybe they won less straight up. So it's just, I don't know. The Kings do Kings things, I guess. That's what they do. And one of the, hopefully one of those Kings things is they give us number four. You're right up for Jerry. <laughs> that would be a fantastic scenario for me. Yeah. And every day, it seems like we hear something about Jeremy Grant, even if it's just the same team as being recycled. I know the Heat recently got thrown into the mix as a team interested in Jeremy Grant. And for the Pistons, as far as Jeremy Grant goes, I do think they're in a no-lose situation. With he has one year left on his contract, so these spies are coming off the books. Yeah, at the end of the year, you can obviously keep him until the deadline, give him as a rental for a team. Now the value might not be there, which is why they didn't, which is why they didn't trade him at the trade deadline last year because it felt like they weren't getting enough in return for him. Yeah, and they're just gonna wait till the draft when it was more clear what assets teams had, how teams might be shaken up a little bit, and with. Jeremy, I don't know. Do you expect him to be on the Pistons opening night roster? I guess I would lean towards yes right now, but it's really 50-50, I think. The only reason I say yes is because I think it'd be most fun if we traded him and we never do the most fun thing. Like, Bo Bo not actually ended up being here after being all excited about it. Obviously, it seems like we want, like, a lottery pick, but it also feels like nobody wants to give us that. It feels like we're holding out the Blazers to throw a seven or something, but that kind of feels like we're casting our fish out there a little bit too far. But... Maybe they get desperate and they just do that because they're trying to win now with Simons and Lillard. I mean, they want to keep Lillard happy. It'd be weird to do a rebuild with Lillard still there. And Jeremy Grant's going to help you more immediately than a number seven. Well, like you said, the Heat, like the deals that have been linked to the Heat, just that I've seen on Twitter, I guess, not linked to the Heat, but like Duncan Robinson, and yeah. like a first or two. Duncan Robinson, I mean, there's a horrible contract, but he's a guy who would be in our rotation. And so if you throw like two future first round picks, why not? But also, yeah, like you said, if Jeremy Grant just plays here for a year, Maybe we make the play in, you be Kaye, and then he's expired and we move on. But yeah, why not hold him if there's nothing there, I guess. there's no, We don't have to run. That'd be, I guess for me, that'd be one of the arguments of 
why I don't want Jeremy Grant here for any games. Yeah. And he's a pretty solid player. Yeah, no, hey, I can, I agree with that. For the Pistons championship window, I don't want them to be good next year. I want them to be bad. Right. I want the super players to play good this year. But I'm, try, I'm trying to get Victor at number one or, or Scoop at number two and hope we can really change the trajectory yeah. of the franchise. I, I don't think I expect Jeremy Grant to be here. I do expect him to get traded on draft night, even if it's for something that's not overwhelming because it it's just, for me, the best way to build up future assets. And even if it is a Miami Heat thing where they give you two future first-round picks, the Heat are probably going to be pretty good. But maybe one year they're not. You can package one of those other picks to try and swing for a player who doesn't want to be in his situation. Right. Zion Williams. No, who, just whoever. Yeah. Whoever the next unhappy star is. Yeah. Then you just have more assets to attach to that. That's uh, the trade where a guy like Duncan, Rob- uh, Duncan Robinson, who has that bad contract, yeah, he's going to get thrown into one of those trades because right. he would need that high salary to be able to match it. And you get just the Duncan Robinson example. I don't, he's probably not good enough to help us win so many games next year. You get, he's obviously a good shooter and to yeah. play here, but he's not a difference maker and he's certainly not going to affect us winning games like Jeremy Grant would. No. But as we've seen before, Jeremy Grant, the Pistons still weren't, uh, still weren't a very good night. No, def- yeah. Jeremy Grant's not leading us to a play. We might make the plan because of Cade and the young guys setting up, but Jeremy, it's not like having Jeremy Grant on our team is like, oh, now we're getting the 10th or 11th. He doesn't put you in no man's lane. You can still be really bad with Jeremy Grant on your team. Now, will you? Maybe not because we've got some more pieces now and he'll probably be our second best player instead of our best player. But like you mentioned, piling up assets to try and make that big fish trade, try and secure an unhappy star like the Lakers did with Anthony Davis and that swung a championship. Things like that are important and having assets for that reason is important if you're trying to actually contend in the future. But that even feels a little bit too soon. Like, Duncan Robinson, it's not like he has six years on his contract. It's three, though, right? It's three. So, yeah, it's three. I'm logging out in two years. And it's actually that's Victor. That's fair. If we get Victor, I don't think rookie Victor is taking us to, well, to the conference. Elon Rudd. Yeah, I guess. Rookie Tatum did it. Rookie Tatum was in her Kyrie. Who, yeah, who we talked about earlier. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. I, I was somebody who wanted to trade Jeremy Grant after his first really done here in Detroit, saying that was the, no, he only got two more years left or whatever it was. Um, I was like, and I think we can get something back for him. And yeah, every just showed up. Well, like the, 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 uh, at the time, every obviously everybody was loving Grant and Grant's been nothing but professional in Detroit. He came to Detroit. He said a bunch of good things about wanting to play for Troy Weaver and yeah. play for Detroit specifically as a city. So I always respect him for that. But I do think it's in the Pistons' best interest if Jeremy Grant is not on the team. It's probably in Jeremy Grant's best interest as a if he's not on the Pistons because next year he's going to be making the same amount of money whether he's on the Pistons or not. Yeah. So if he can go to the team like the Blazers, not that they're so close to a championship, but just whoever. They want to make the playoffs, though. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you'll let Jeremy can show what he can do on the winning team like he did when he was in Denver. With, with an expanded role. I'm sure that's how he seems. So have a little bit more scoring. Yeah. Or more Jeremy. So touches. Yeah, great. More long twos. Right, boys. I didn't. Keep that button on the line. Yeah. Keep that button on the line. And you guys keep subscribing and keep watching, commenting on all of our videos. We are going to be live for the draft on Thursday. Whenever the draft starts, you'll see me probably about a half hour earlier. So make sure you tune into that. That'll be on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, any anywhere where you guys can find us live. Please do. But I'm Ryan Griffin. That is, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, I, I know. It's just here to be here prevent. That's just how we do it over at Sports Are they off? But I'm Matt Griffin. Thank you for tuning in. It was a joy to be up for the first time. That's right. Hopefully not the last. And then I make sure you guys follow us on 
Twitter at Stones DSN. And then make sure you're following our YouTube page, which is just Detroit Sports Nation. Like, subscribe, comment, share, review, all of that fun stuff. Thanks so much and good night. I'm a kid and you know I be on the way.